It's a new year. I haven't played any mini golf tournaments yet, so I'm currently undefeated. Woohoo! I am also beyond thrilled to be welcoming royalty that has been on a serious hot streak of winning significant tournaments over the past few years in the world of mini golf. Let's jump in to the first episode of 2023 on the podcast. Tom, Mr. T, formerly known as DJTRL, and excited for a massive season of competitive miniature golf, including tons of upcoming AMA tournaments. And of course, you can find all the mini golf designs, reviews, and more for myself and the Pig Potter at a coupleputs.com and on social media at Couple Putts. If you're looking to have a mini golf course designed or a hole designed, check out minigolfdesigners.com. You can also find some merch at minigolfgoods.com. They're going to be a great option for Valentine's Day because that's the next holiday we have coming up, right? Sure. I like to think Groundhog's Day. We deserve some gifts, but, you know, Valentine's Day works. And by the way, I'm Pat, the co-founder of the mini golf website and social media conglomerate, The Putting Penguin. I'm trying to spend my winter catching up on all the miniature golf reviews in our backlog, but clearly we're failing miserably <laughs> at it. But for good reasons, because there's so much else going on in the mini golf world, as if you've listened to the podcast, you will know about and we'll talk a little bit about coming up. You can find all of our Penguin reviews and all of our mini golf antics by looking for Putting Penguin on most of the major socials. And while you're out there scrolling, don't forget to follow the Puttcast mini accounts as well. Finally, since you're clearly in love with our podcast because you're listening to us, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and giving us a great review wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. And whether you know it or not, this is the official podcast of the American Mini Golf Alliance, the AMA as you know, Pat and I are two of the founders of this organization, and we're working to grow the game of mini golf and going to be announcing all of our 2023 upcoming events very, very soon. We have a ton more to get up online, but if you go to amaminigolf.com, you can find a bunch of them and become a member for free and compete in tournaments and earn points this year. If you've never met a member before, we're going to get you a member card at some point this year. Still working on uh, updating the little database, but don't you worry. Everybody who was a member last year that we could, even some people overseas, we got you member cards, and we're going to plan on doing that again. And you can find all the details again on our website, as well as buy some merch at amaminigolf.com. And you can put one ready. So before we hit up some news, we're going to do our first sponsor shout out for this episode, and that's for the Putt 18 mat. So hopefully by this point, if you've been listening to us, you're a little bit familiar, but if not, the Putt 18 mat's an interactive putting mat game. You can roll up pretty much anywhere you've got about 10 feet to play. So while not only acting as a putting practice mat, it's got a fun game that's built in that's got a bunch of different events that you can run, different ways of playing, different cheat things and ways to modify your score to kind of keep it interesting if you get bored with the core game however the core gameplay is not only used by a putt 18 world league but as we'll talk about in a minute by the ama because as we're recording we're actually in the middle of our first putt 18 tournament which will earn the first ama points of 2023 so if you're interested in getting a mat you can use the discount code minigolf-10 so that's minigolf hyphen the number one zero to save 10% over at www.putt18.com.au. We'll, of course, have those links 
in the bio for the episode. And while League 9 of the World League is just about to get underway and will be underway probably by the time you're listening to this, there's going to be more chances to play in 2023. We expect to at least have one more crack at an AMA tournament this year. So you have plenty of time to get in on the putt at home action this year with the putt 18 mat. Go get one now. So as a lead in, that's what we're talking about in news and events. The first event, we literally had people playing as we were leading up to this recording, probably playing as we were recording mm-hmm. in our PUD 18 event. It's been running from January 13th. It'll close by the 21st. So by the time you do hear this episode, we will probably have posted already about who's the winner, who got the points. Um, we're looking at probably at least 20 people who are playing. I know we've had... I think we're up to 13 or 14 if you include the folks that came today. So really awesome to see something to kick off. It's been some really competitive rounds, been fun watching people from all over the world play. And those will go into our virtual round points this year, which you can find the scoring rubric on the competition page or the compete page of the website, also the ranking page um, to show how those will go into the overall scoring And like we said, hopefully there will probably be maybe one more towards the end of the year to give some people a chance to get in on those or potentially do better than they did. Like I'm hoping I do if I play again (laughs) because my rounds were awful. Uh, So that's that's the first thing we got. And then right on the heels, Tom, what do we got coming up? Yeah, just to piggyback on what you're saying about putt 18 before we move on, I had RJ Duzak from... Wisconsin, Mick Cullen and his son Max Cullen from the greater Chicagoland area, and Bobby Ward, uh, putt putt pro, longtime pro, playing on the putt 18 mat for his first season and for an AMA event. All three of them were playing here. Uh, it's Thursday night, having fun, engaging their family members in it. I'm looking forward to more people getting into trying out putt 18 in some of these events. And then we have this walkabout tournament coming up this weekend. Made a little video on our AMA channel on YouTube and shared it on our Facebook page and on Twitter as well. It gives you the gist of signing up. The biggest things you're going to need are to sign up for Discord. There's going to be lots of links to sign up, find out when your tea time is, and to submit your scores that are all going to be done via a variety of Google Forms and spreadsheets, but you're going to really want to be in the Discord channel just so you can get in the conversation. And the Discord channel you'll want to go to is Walkabout's official Discord channel, and there's a whole tournament info channel that you can read up on. Again, if you go to the AMA website, you go to the events page and you click on the event, you'll see it. It's kind of cool that... The two courses that we are going to be utilizing the scores from the weekly tournament that's already being run, the two courses that are going to be used are the first two in the season. So everything was at play, but we ended up with Arizona Modern and as the easy course and Coyote Valley Hard as the hard course. And those are real base level courses that have some really tricky putts. These are courses that People have scored in the, you know, the easy course on Arizona Modern. People have gotten in the low 30s. And with Coyote Valley, people have gotten in the mid-20s. So there's going to be a wide range. I know I have not played 
either of those courses that well, either competitively or for fun. So be excited to see how it turns out for both this and for Putt 18. They're not going to be our only opportunity. So this is going to be a little bit of a test run for us to see how it goes. But the expectation is, based on how everything's gone so far and everybody's buying, that we're pretty happy with the results. So hopefully uh, you're seeing the results of this. We're going to give a little bit of time for making sure people get the opportunity to opt in on the walkabout one. But with the putt 18, we'll have results probably very shortly after this podcast episode goes up over on the AMA website and our social media. The other event that will probably be just getting started will be this upcoming event in Orlando for Popstroke. It's the first of a several regional tournaments they're going to do. It's only going to be a singles event at the Popstroke in Orlando. And oddly enough, by chance of fate and unfortunately um, a member of my wife's family passing, I ended up in Orlando last week and got to play not only my first Popstroke course, which was the Orlando one, which I guess is the smallest. I got to play the very first ever pop stroke course in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And yeah, I mean, just some thoughts. There'll be reviews on a couple of putts is the courses from a strictly visual aesthetic standpoint is really interesting because the holes are, if you've seen any photos, just it's turf. It's just rolling turf in different grades. There's white turf for the sand traps and a little bit thicker rough around the edges and then di different slopes. They are really challenging putting holes and, you know, the two different courses at each location, the black being easier for scoring more consistently, but harder to get aces on both of them. And the red being the courses that they've been using for the competitions that they have a few really tricky holes especially 17 and 18 on the red course at Orlando that not only are they really difficult to ace, but they're two of the holes that I think are going to probably be the difference between people winning and losing. So it's cool to see that for the competitive purposes, they're really stacking it towards the back of the course versus the black course at Orlando. I didn't get an ace. Hole number one aced it right away on the red course just had a little bit more of like a drop pocket on a couple of the holes there. And yeah, they they definitely feel a little bit more samey in feel and look, but the amenities that they had there were really nice. The food was great. The services, you can, can order drinks out on the course. All of it was really nice, and they seem to have a pretty simple and straightforward way of working with the public in that you pay $20, you can play as much as you want, you get a pop stroke branded ball that is a Titleist, and you're off. They have metal putters for you to use, and you can play as long as you want. I think the average person is probably going to go there and hang out and probably only play maybe around, maybe two. But it's got, you know, it's got a good vibe. I mean, it's... This might sound as a negative, but I promise you it's not. The kind of branding and the kind of style that it has, it's like more of like a modern sports bar meets like a Chipotle. 
and the branding and the use of all of their logos and how everything looks is just like really wide open. You can see the course. It's really easy to like grab a drink, watch people putt and order food and kind of step away and then come back to it, which I thought was nice. There's very few mini golf courses where I've gone to and enjoyed the food and all that. And I did there. I ordered burrata and flatbread and an order of nachos that were way too big in the best possible way. So yeah, I'll have a lot more to say about pop stroke, but good luck to everybody. There's gonna be a lot of people from all over the planet playing down in Orlando. I believe it's the 23rd through the 25th of January at the Orlando course. And then there'll be more to come. Uh, so, and just talking about all the tournaments, as we've alluded to, we'll have the AMA stuff up on our website. But if you want an amazing resource to just take a look at the breadth of tournaments that are out there across the United States and all type of tournaments, big competitive, charity, all of that, definitely should go check out squeakybagel.com. It's run by our friend Gary Schiff. Um, he resurrected it from many years ago and just kudos to him because there is so much going on that mm -hmm. I don't even attempt to try to keep track of all of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you also know about a tournament, that's again, it's a competitive one or a charity one or some bar stool open that's out there. He's got some contact information on there. And um, I encourage everybody to go check that out to see if there's anything in your area. And speaking of which, I think the reason I knew about this next tournament was because of the squeaky bagel. And there was a tournament in my hometown that I had mentioned the last podcast, the can can plaid pants invitational. I was going to be playing with team AMA, but unfortunately had to travel for a funeral, but the team AMA that we had put together added one more. Josh Banesh stepped in for me and along with Brady Storhoff, Sean Brown, and Matt Rolstad, they won it. They won it all. They played amazing. They shot rounds of 32, 32, 33, and 33. It was a single-round tournament in the end, and won by 12 strokes. So it was a real running away from the pack, and they had a bunch of fun. It was fun to see the photos and to get out there and practice with them. I wish I could have played, but proud of those guys winning, and representing team ama they're all american mini golf alliance members and you'll probably see them at any of the tournaments that will happen in minnesota this year and before we jump into our interview with olivia we wanted just to give a quick warning we really didn't know in advance that you know what would be coming out of this interview but after having recorded it olivia did share some information about a history of abuse that we were not aware of. We know that for a lot of people that conversations about abuse can be very triggering and we wanted just to give you a warning just to know that that's coming up in our conversation and if that's something that you're not comfortable hearing, we totally understand and that's going to be happening in this upcoming interview. So on to the interview. We are so thrilled to have the GOAT of mini golf. Olivia Prokopova from the Czech Republic, now residing in Texas, as our guest today on the podcast. Welcome, Olivia. Hi, everybody. In case you don't know who Olivia is, you probably aren't paying attention to mini golf. You don't know who Olivia is, period. She's won five U.S. Opens, 
four masters, three consecutive majors. So she's won the last two masters and the US Open. That would be in 2021 and 22 for the masters and 2022 for the open. I was completely wrong that like having a kid with her at the masters might make it a little bit more challenging. I don't know if Olivia was listening to the podcast, but she completely proved me wrong last year. And this year I said, there's no way she's not winning. And of course she won. And yeah, she's won the masters back to back twice. Is that correct as well, Olivia? Yes, that's right. Just a minor feat. <laughs> She's uh, a two-time world crazy golf champion, a 10-time Czech Masters champion, and the list goes on. Olivia, is there anything that you would have added to that list of massive accomplishments? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you said it all. <laughs> and, and modest in addition to being like wildly talented and consistent on the mini golf course. We're excited to have you on, and I'm just going to throw it over to Pat because he came up with a bunch of amazing questions that we're going to throw to Olivia so you get to know her better. Yeah, and I guess actually before we get to some of that, um, you know, we want to talk about kind of what your history with the sport is, how you get, because, um, you know, we usually talk to our guests about that, but you also have a very unique history. And as I was going through your website, pulling up all of these things, I looked back and I was like, oh, yeah, the Hartford Open in 2003, 20 <laughs> years ago is when I first met Olivia, and she was still beating the socks off of me. And then, how old and that was, was she? Well, I was eight. and that's like usually be like you got beat by an eight-year-old and it's like a sense of pride now for pat it's like yeah yeah it was i think it was my first actual tournament because it was close i mean i live right by the course not too far and like i was like what am i getting myself into so (laughs) olivia like tell tell us how how by eight you were already over here in the u.s and, and knocking the socks off us I mean, actually, I don't remember too much from Hartford. I think there was the match play or something like that, right? Yeah, there was stroke play and match play. Oh, stroke play, yeah. I I don't remember that much. I didn't remember the one funny history, like story that we just shut our car keys in a in a in a trunk. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I remember my first time when I came to U.S. That was 2002. That Bob Detweiler invited me to play U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and I was just seven years old. And my dad had to borrow money to buy plane tickets. And so you know, I was seven years old. I practiced to play juniors uh, category, and there was just one round. So I beat them all, and that was. It just like one round, and um, Bob came and he's like, Okay, what do you think she can play the whole tournament? So, like the 10 rounds, because she's a well behaved kid and she loves to play. And so, we said yes. So, I ended up, um, I think fourth place in women's <laughs> category. <laughs> no and big I just, deal. I just fell in love with, um, with Myrtle Beach, and then we came um, the, in September and played a U.S. Masters, and here we are, it's 2023, <laughs> so 21 years later, 
Yeah, yeah. And my dad actually said that um, I will win first U.S. Masters when I am 17 years old, and I did it. <laughs> so yeah, I just fell in love. I mean, everybody uh, was so nice to me, and just you know, one big family here. So just different than in Czech and. Yeah, it's different than uh, European mini golf and everything. So that's why I fell in love because I grew up playing European mini golf. I started playing uh, European mini golf when I was three years old. <laughs> and <laughs> three. So yeah, it's something different here. It's actually much better. So. And would that have been like uh, the Eternet style courses, yes. like the traditional European competitive mini golf courses? Yes. And like this is actually like close to the golf. And I say every time this is more fair, this, you actually show your skills because in European mini golf, the ball plays. <laughs> So, you know, like you've got thousands of balls and here everybody's got one ball and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's fair. So I just fell in love with this style of mini golf and yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> I live my American dream now. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. I mean, it's been great with you and your family over the years and seeing that. But I, I also guess one of the questions I had is, you know, for being involved so young, playing for so long now, achieving so much, you know, a lot of times you see like youth athletes burn out. I know you had some injuries and stuff. Was there ever a point in time that you were like, well, I've, I've done a lot. I've, I've done like, maybe it's time to step back. Maybe it's time to return to European mini golf and try to conquer that. Or is it just always been, I'm, I'm gung ho all the way until I can't do this anymore. Oh, I guess, uh, I don't know, if, uh, <laughs> it wasn't because of I uh, won everything or something, but I went through um, something with my ex-coach, uh, and um, it, it, was, it wasn't actually nice, uh, he wasn't <laughs> nice to me, and it was <laughs> really really bad uh he behaved so bad to me and, and um he almost sexually attacked me and it was at that point that I uh, didn't want to be at the course with him and I wanted to stop playing mini golf and because I, I was so afraid to tell somebody and it was like back to back in 2014 and then I finally uh, told everything to my parents because I was afraid that nobody will believe me. And then I I spoke to a couple couple people in USA and that they said like um, we knew that like something was going on because you were. Uh, crying at the course and it wasn't you and so they actually knew something was going on and yeah there was a point where I wanted to stop playing mini golf and but I'm happy I I didn't do it and uh, but it was like 
two hard years, three hard years to get over it. And then like, I was afraid that I will not get, have like um, another like winning, because like my next winning was 2017. So it was really like three, it took me three years to uh, get back to the top then. So <laughs> this was really my big secret because like um, I've never said it loud to like media or somewhere so or somewhere else so <laughs> this was really like yeah so this is my big secret <laughs> but yeah I mean it's it's my past and yeah well um first of all honored that you would share that with with us on this and mm -hmm. I'm sad that that happened to you because I mean as we've seen in many sports I mean that shouldn't happen to anybody but um mm -mm. I'm I'm happy that you were able to find a family here and your mm -hmm. own family to support you. And that 17, that was the U.S. Open in Bluegrass, right, in mm -hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. And so I was there to watch you win that. That was, a, again, you're always amazing when you win. It's always fun to watch. But I'm glad that the sport could help you turn around and that you still love it. And Because, uh, I don't know, I'd, I think we'd have a big hole in, in the sport if you weren't still here. Hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like first I won the World Crazy Golf Championship and then I, I went to the Bluegrass, uh, which the girls I really love. And yeah, it really helped me that I've got people here and really y'all are like my second family. So it really helped me to get through this. Well, I think it's just so fun to watch you out there for anybody that enjoys playing competitive mini golf. It's just amazing to see how you dial in, especially in those big moments. This last year, you really didn't have to like have a big comeback. Like in 2021, you had like a big comeback in the last few holes where you ended up winning it outright, where Rainey didn't even really get to finish <laughs> essentially. Well, he did, but like he was a hole or two behind you and you'd already won it all because you not only came from like one stroke behind in four holes, but you just added to a lead on some of the hardest holes. But then this year you did, you just took no pressure on yourself <laughs> and you just lapped everybody and won by 10 strokes and you just kept stepping up like calm and confident. I think so many of us that play, especially us that are newer, like myself, get those nerves so I guess the question that I didn't put on our little sheet of questions we had is how do you do it like what do you channel when you're coming into those final rounds not only to have like the confidence to come back but then the confidence to just like put people out of their misery <laughs> for, for lack of a better way of, of phrasing it when you've got a lead and you just take off like what is it that you're embodying in those moments i don't know you just have to go and enjoy the game i just i mean i was still so nervous the last two rounds i don't know why but um i don't know you just have to enjoy the game and it's really helpful that you play the game 25 years almost 25 years now mm -hmm. so it's really helpful and i mean i don't know 
I just go there and enjoy the time with people and uh, do what I love. So it's really helpful. Giving no no <laughs> secrets away. I love it. I mean, well, the enjoy years, the game part is important because no, it, it, totally Tom is. and I talk about it. Like, I mean, yes. the past couple of years, the way I've done the best is I've just went out there and said, "Well, I know how yep. to play mini golf, and that's the easy." Yeah. Like, I don't have like don't overthink it and, and just go out there. Yeah. And so I think that is a big piece of it, but it also leads to one of the questions I want to ask around enjoying the game. So, obviously, you practice all the time, you play all the tournaments. Um, and that, but now you have a daughter, do you ever just go play mini golf for fun? Like stop at a random course and be like, Hey, this one's got a windmill or a dinosaur. Or, Cause they, like, obviously that's what Tom and I do all the time. And we don't do as much of the, the hardcore, but like, or is it the case where you're just like, I, I don't want to do this also as a pastime. Like it's my sport and it's my sport. Actually, like we had the first year uh, anniversary, like wedding anniversary, and we went to Galveston, which is Wade and I, and there was a mini golf course. And we went and we played for fun. Uh, it was like, it was no competition between us. I was going to say, is it ever really fun just between you and Wade? <laughs> it, it was so fun. I mean, we ended up like one oh like it was two courses so i won the one course he won the second course but it was just for fun <laughs> it wasn't like you know because like mm-hmm. mini golf is my job so it wasn't for me like going uh to work so it was just for fun and yeah we enjoyed that <laughs> good yeah, really good. <laughs> and and in case you don't know, uh, Olivia's husband Wade Zamel, he is also a serious mini golfer who finishes in the top of the pack in all of the major tournaments. Been playing in the putt putt circuit for years, and also a wonderful human being as well. So yeah, I mean, talk about a power couple. I mean. I, I don't imagine there is another couple out there in mini golf that could even come close at scoring. I'm I'm I, speaking of that, maybe this is like stepping on a future interview we'll do with you both together, but have you thought about competing together as doubles or is that sort of like off <laughs> is that is like uh, let's not let, like we're both you know big mini golfers but maybe that's a step too far. So, uh, but but nationals got the doubles, um, doubles one uh, tournament, and we actually played last year the doubles together. Nice. <laughs> we we were power couple last year. <laughs> nice, I love it. But but actually, he was the one who played bad last year. So <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> She says that as I'm like drinking some tea. She 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 just slips in. By the way, Wade did worse than I did, and he's the reason we didn't win. And yeah, I mean that's not normal because usually I'm the worst one at butt butt. Sure, and sure. I think that was the there was Tuesday, and he won the Wednesday one. So yeah, <laughs> I mean. I kind of have them. I think Joey Graybill would be really sad if you decided to leave him as as the his yeah. partner. Yeah, Joey. Joey said like, uh, if you want to leave me, I, I will understand that you will play with me. And I'm like, no way, I'm not leaving you for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> shout out! Shout out to the wild mongoose. Uh, I have. <laughs> 
I have to get that in there. We did not talk about the mongoose enough in 2022, so we're going to make up for that in 2023. We'll have him on some point, too. I love Joey. He's a great guy. Yeah. So, so I'm going to steal one from uh, Pat's list, and it's asking for a list, but, you know, you go out and you play mini golf for fun, and, you know, Pat and I are, like, documenting, and we're like, ooh, you know, got to get to this course, got to check out, you know, a pop stroker, got to check out, you know, a putt shack. What is on Olivia's bucket list of mini golf courses that you want to play that you haven't played? Like you saw something online. What what do you really want to play? Oh, that's really a difficult question. I don't know. I mean, probably I want to play every single course in Metro Beach. <laughs> That's kind of my my wish, but it's really difficult. I don't know. I mean, one day for sure, I want to go to Australia. Mm. That's like my wish. Then I don't know. I mean, nothing in my mind right now. I mean, you've played in how many different countries at this point? So, I mean... Australia, you've never played there, so that's got to be. Sorry, my, my dog is ringing. <laughs> she wants to go outside. So I don't know if you, if you can hear it. Here, no. So. <laughs> okay, that's it, good. As as a heads up, if you're not already following Olivia on social media for all of the <laughs> awesome mini golfness, she also has a new Australian. <laughs> no, uh, she's border collie. Border collie puppy that is seven weeks old. So. If for some reason you don't care about mini golf, follow along for absolutely adorable puppy videos and photos as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been in China. I've been Mm -hmm. in Sweden, um, Great Britain, um, almost everywhere in USA. I've Mm -hmm. been... I've got over 40 states, maybe <laughs> almost 40 states. So, wow. yeah, I, yeah, but the China was the shortest one. That was, that was really cool. Yeah. I'm interested to talk about that one a little bit because that was, Bob was helping set up a, a China open, if I remember correctly. And I don't yeah. even remember what year that was. It was a while ago now. It was but 2010. Okay. So yeah. that sounds right. Yeah, about 12 years ago. Like, just how is that experience? Like, I, what what was the state of miniature golf in China at the time? Like, I it's hard. I know they are they have a a good relationship with the WMF now and everything, but just because of the way a lot of their social media and stuff works, I don't often see stuff out of China, so I don't have a mm-hmm. good baseline of what they do. I mean. I mean, it was really, really inter- interesting because, like, just how they uh, behave, like, and me, like, I was, like, princess there, like, <laughs> it started raining and they, they just run there with the umbrella, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need it, and it, it was just sprinkling, and fun was there, and they, they came there with the umbrella again, I'm like, I don't need it, but, yeah, it wasn't, like, anybody like playing professional there it was just like me and some local players so mm-hmm. it was really like beginning there so do you have a sense of has that continued uh, like the courses there have you heard anything since no i 
I haven't heard anything. It was, it was just this and that's it. Well, a very unique experience then. <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed that. Well, I think that jumps well into another one of Pat's brilliant questions, which is if there's one thing that you could change about the state of competitive mini golf tournaments in general, what would it be? Well, for sure, I I would love to uh, put in more in media. So like mm-hmm. people doesn't know that uh, something like mini golf, you can play it professional because when you tell people like, oh, I'm a professional mini golf player, and they're like, oh, no way. Like, I didn't know you can play it professionally. Like, oh, yeah, I played 25 years and yeah, I won US Masters and US Open. Oh, no, it, it should be just fun for families. And it's like, no, we really have big tournaments. And so, yeah, nobody know about that. So for sure, like, I would do some, like, live streamings from uh, the big tournaments and more advertisement. So mm-hmm. really, like, for people to know it and about that. And, yeah, something really, like, some, like, small changes, small steps do it better yeah we try to do our best on between the podcast and live streaming stuff but we i think people that do this kind of stuff they get like oh there's another podcast coming up and they get competitive and we saw 54 problems pop up we're like let's be best friends you know like i'm excited to go to the world crazy golf championship in june just to meet those guys and when we see other people out on the course that are making videos it's like immediately for us where is this going to be how can we watch this because they're just there's so much opportunity to put more content out there and there's so little of it that's in the world that i'm hopeful that things are going to move in that direction especially with what i think the uspmga and popstroke are already putting in place this year for potential broadcasts and then, you know, there's other people out there that keep adding content like Frank Bassesi's been putting stuff on his YouTube. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes and hopefully can start to highlight the game more uh, so that people take it seriously because it's a serious game and it's really tough yeah. to be really good at it. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah, I wish to. <laughs> Well, I'd be interested in, in getting to your view of like, if you think five, 10 years down the road and Tom alluded to, and I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, but the folks who follow us, it clearly know like pop strokes got their tour coming up. USPMGA is expanding with a bunch of stuff that they're doing, but and and you've got putt putt that's got a long history, has a lot of, of tournaments, their national thing, like in an ideal state, what would you like to see? And maybe we'll keep it just to the U S and not talk about the world. Like what would you like to see for the U S state of mini golf? Would you like to see everything kind of combined under one league? Do you like it that putt putt stays separate from things like the U S PMGA? Um, like how, how would you like if, if you were put in charge of professional miniature golf in the U S what would you, what would you do? I mean, for sure, I, I like that PUTPA and USPMGA are separate because I don't think um, that 
uh, would not be good that they they will be um, together because it's two different styles and um, I know both presidents and that would not be good when they would be together <laughs> and also like they're really two different styles two different yeah. rules uh, so this is this is great that they are separate um, I think um, working like um, I don't know how the new leagues for the USPMGA got um, the batting and everything. I'm kind of excited about that. What what that brings? Mm-hmm. It's something new, so we'll mm-hmm. see. I'm excited about super strokes. Uh, super strokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that because I played MSOP. So if it's something like that i'm excited about that but i i kind of don't think it would be a good idea that they will be together because um um again they're two different different styles so they do different things so i think it's good that how it is but they just have to do um, like set the goals how they have how they want to make it and mm-hmm. just do that way, you know. So, man, mm-hmm. I love. I mean, I love how USBNJ uh, USBNGA make it. I love the tournament and that you know. So I kind of don't want to change it. Don't want to, whatever, like um, somebody says that they might um, go with uh, European balls or something like hmm. that. No, <laughs> I, I don't want it. So that's what I like with ball that he doesn't want it because this is our mini golf and this mini golf should be with golf balls because it's close to call. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, if you have one rule, you should stay with the rules. You just have to do it the way how it is. And that's why I'm excited that there will be the betting and everything. That's, I think the change is going the good way right now, or I hope and mm-hmm. it will be the better way now. So, yeah, I think every everybody should do the one their way and not work together. Yeah, be interesting. I think that's one of the, the very interesting things about mini golf. Going back to the media part of it is not that it's fractured, but that you do have different types, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's not like bowling, right? Like bowling's bowling, <laughs> no matter no matter what. And so being able to explain to the public like what each of the different things are and why they are is going to be important for that. Um, I guess the follow-up question I that too is, would you like to see like more diversity in where tournaments are? You know, a lot of this stuff is the South 
southeast obviously temperature and weather plays into that but like we would be like hey if there's a cool tournament in a uspmg tournament like seattle is that something that you'd like to see or do you like having like that set sort of rotation of courses where you, you get to know them really well kind of everybody comes together in those same places every year oh uh, what i would love to have like more tournaments like um because uh, we don't have too, too many tournaments in Texas, like around mm-hmm. Texas or around us. So that's, I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the problem in, at Putt-Putt too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like nationals at Putt-Putt, it's most of the time like too far from us. So and they don't want to uh, put it around us because we don't have too many players. Mm-hmm. So they are afraid that nobody will travel that far uh, to Louisiana. I mean, we've got the closest uh, course, the closest course in Louisiana. So they're afraid. But like um, uh, USBMGA, it was supposed to be US Open in Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a USBMGA. At Coolcrest, yeah. Yeah, but it was a USBMGA's fall. But... Um, I think we've got um we've got a really nice course, mini golf, like hour and a half from us. I think this would be cool course for US Open. Is that the Longview one? Yes. Yep. This is really nice course. And I think I would love to see like more tournaments like across the country. So like, you know, that would be fair for traveling. Now we like us, we have to travel across the country, like yeah. 16 hours driving, and that's everywhere. Like, so I think yeah. that would be fair, like spread the tournaments across the country. And that would be nice, just like see new courses, mm-hmm. just play new courses. And yeah, I love to play new courses, just see new places. Yeah. And that it is definitely a challenge. I think Pat and I know that well from working on American Mini Golf Alliance AMA tournaments is that there's so much space between different tournaments where there was a tournament in Branson, Missouri, and there were people traveling there from Arkansas and Oklahoma and Texas. And it's, it's really hard. And I think for us, that is really like such a huge goal, but it's, it's one of those things that we know is going to take a lot of time because yeah. it's a big country. I mean, they have the funny thing is, is they have the same issue within the BMGA in England. And if you look at their map where people are like, oh, this is a really far drive. You're like, it's like two hours. Like, this doesn't feel very literally far. smaller than Texas. <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in Texas or in like the upper Midwest, like if I drive two hours, I'm in the middle of nowhere in a cornfield where there's no mini golf. So I think it it just takes some time, and I'm I'm hopeful again, you know, with more and different people doing things out there, that there's going to be more dots connected, people opening new courses and new opportunities for the game to yeah. grow for everybody. And you know, AMA will do it different than PPA, USPMGA, and Popstroke, and that's great. That's, yeah, you know, different ways to enter the game, and there should be lots of different ways. I don't know that we're ever going to get to the point of using mini golf balls, you know, the European style in 
the states, but maybe, and that's great. If, if, if we get to a point where people are that excited, that means the game's growing big time. Yeah, but the problem is of the course is that like not USP it's not USPNG's fault because no. like the course owners don't wanna do the big tournaments because that means like, oh yeah, we have to find sponsors for that. We have to put money on that. So it's not USPNG's fault. It's just like, you know, they don't wanna they don't wanna do all the work. So they don't wanna have the big tournaments here. And I feel like I want to, one day I want to see if we can have World Adventure Golf Masters in USA. That would be great because like for US team traveling to Europe every single year, it's it's lots of money and it would be fair if we have one day World Adventure Golf Masters here in USA. That would be great. Yeah, we are all for that and hope there is a point where that happens because the players in the u.s i think have the least amount of funding and sponsorship as it is right now which makes it harder for people to go over there even people in europe have said oh you know it's still kind of expensive to fly from this country to this country and i'm like try texas to austria I i can't even imagine how much time that takes let alone the cost of travel I mean, plane tickets uh, to from USA to Europe are more expensive if you're flying from USA to Europe than if you're flying from Europe to um, USA. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just hoping. So if one day it's here and I can play, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. Well, we're all trying to do what we can to make that happen. And I think the WMF has an interest in that. I mean, in talking with Posse and stuff, I mean, it's it's certainly on their radar, right? Because we're a huge country. We got a lot of people. We got a lot of media. We got all that sort of stuff. So I think if we all pull and do what we can, we'll get it here at some point. It'd be really great. That's great. (laughs) So, Pap, do, do we have the one last question? the the favorite course um well yeah i guess maybe but i got one more going back to the bucket list mm-hmm. so you you haven't played in the world adventure golf masters yet um is mm. is that i guess what well, maybe i'll well i won't lead you with the question from a competitive standpoint what's what's the one title you want to win that's still out there i i've got uh, one more uh, title to win here in the USA, that's uh, Pat Pat Nationals. Oh, wow. Because uh, I was second. I tied for second my uh, second year playing Nationals. So that's my one to go here in the USA. And of course, um, I want to win uh, World Adventure Golf Masters one day because I haven't played it. But yeah, I mean, if I if I can, I want to win it. But there's a there's a couple good players there, and you know I've I haven't been playing the European Bulls for a long time, so that's a challenge. And also my goal for future is uh, be part of the USA and help 
help the mm-hmm. USA win some medal. <laughs> so, but that's a long future because uh, I just got my green card and it's in the process to have a citizenship, but it's like a couple of years still. Yeah, that's a good goal. We'd love to see Team USA as a team get a medal. I know we've had some individuals um, yeah. score some medals and stuff, so it'd be great to be a team. So good long-term goal, but Putt-Putt National. So was uh, September, we'll, we'll be on a Olivia National watch uh, this year. I'm, you know? I'm, not, I'm not going this year. Yeah, all right, okay. Well, <laughs> next time you go, we'll make sure we follow closely. <laughs> okay. That was all. All right, we can we can wrap it up now. I was just going to say, you've you've talked about so many courses. Do you do you can you pick one, one eighteen hole course that's your favorite? I I have, I have in my mind what it is, but I'm curious what you'll say. Oh, well, I still have Hawaiian Rumble, so that's my favorite course. I I would have been shocked that the course <laughs> that you won. Four uh, USPMGA Masters wouldn't be on your list, and the way that you both play that and enjoy it is yeah. very obvious. So that it was, it was maybe asking the most obvious question. What's your <laughs> What's your second favorite then? Wow, that's difficult. I mean, I love all uh, box courses, but. The second one, I mean, the first one, what I could tell was Hawaiian, um, but Hawaiian Caverns, but mm-hmm. I didn't, you, you saw Hawaiian Caverns, right? I played it in the 04 yeah, Open. It. Yep. Yeah. So that was my most favorite course, but mm-hmm. it's not here anymore. So I have to tell Hawaiian Rumble. Now, I don't know. I mean... I I don't know. <laughs> it was it was pineapple before when it it had a uh, bricks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good I, chance it's, I, it's with Myrtle I Beach. Think, <laughs> actually, I I think I will go out of Metal Beach and I will mm-hmm. say. Um, What's the what's the name of the course? <laughs> we played the we played the U.S. Open there this year. Um, oh, Mossy Creek. Mossy Creek, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my second favorite. Shout out to and, Kyle Cutshaw, both yeah. a USPMGA yeah. member and course owner who's running an amazing yeah. course in Jefferson City, Tennessee. Jefferson City, yeah. Yeah. I, Kyle did really great job, and he's got a really nice course. So, my second favorite. There we go. One of these days, I'll actually get down there. I really wanted to go this year. But. Oh yeah, it was. It's really nice, and he did a really great job with organization and everything. So, I guess I'll have one final question: Is is are you going to be playing uh, any of the pop stroke tournaments this year? And are you excited to be competing on one of them? Because those there's going to be a lot of opportunities this year with their whole series. Are you going to try to compete on them? I'm hoping to compete in the championships in Arizona in October because 
Uh, I cannot compete in May in Houston because I will be in Czech. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm hoping to do the championships in October. Awesome. Well, look out, everybody, because <laughs> you have mini golf royalty coming for you on the Pop Stroke <laughs> tournaments on pretty much any major mini golf series this year with the Masters and Putt Putt. So. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia, for joining us. We are honored to have you joining us as our guest. It's been overdue, but we are thrilled to have you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy it. Okay, and our other sponsor of the podcast and the American Mini Golf Alliance, the AMA, is Walkabout Mini Golf. We've mentioned it earlier, and I don't know what more to say about it. I've played a lot of video games in my life, and Walkabout VR is definitely my favorite playing mini golf courses online with people from around the world in real time and having the ability to have a conversation that's all built into the experience of walkabout we're excited that many new friends have gotten it played with our ama champ mick cullen earlier this week and excited for more people to get on board as we're having ama events on walkabout You can play Walkabout in a variety of ways, but most people are playing it on an Oculus headset. It only requires really a solid Wi-Fi signal. Right now, they have an upcoming course themed around the lost world of Atlantis that will then put, with the easy and hard courses, Walkabout up to 32 courses, which is completely amazing They have super affordable, downloadable content courses that go along with the base. We've played them all, and we love them all. So if you don't have a headset and you're in a northern climate and you're missing mini golf, I promise you it's a worthwhile investment. 32 courses. It's no wonder I can never pick which one I want to play with that many options. (laughs) No doubt about it. And with that, we're at Big Thoughts Mini Golf. So one of the cool things about competitive mini golf is that because it's really an every person's sport, there's a lot of opportunity for nearly anyone to say, well, why not this? Whether it's someone who just wants to start a tournament because there's none in their area or someone who wants to try a different format, reach a different audience, there's plenty of room for more and different. And compared to a lot of other competitions, the overhead is pretty reasonable and if it's a bust well you probably had fun and you probably actually aren't out that much money so at the ama we love seeing tournaments pop into existence we've talked about a bunch of them on the podcast before and we're looking to nurture and grow them the best we can as we continue down the path with our organization so if you've got an idea give it a try with that we're at the 19th hole so until next time putt one ready